Fantasy Film 101. He wrote Hamlet Part 8, The Revenge, here. There's almost no question that Steve Martin is one of the true geniuses in the history of film. He broke big in The Jerk and has never really looked back. And one of the things that I think makes him so great is his ability to play dumb within the smart and smart within the dumb. L.A. Story is, without a doubt, his best film, period. The Jerk is great. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But it is something about the role of Harris K. Telemacher in just everything that is astounding. L.A. Story isn't about the ability of Martin to make you think that he's a genius. It is about Los Angeles. And in the strangest way, it is both love letter and absolute scathing criticism. And that's what I love about it, honestly. It's the ability to... The wonderful classic thing is there is a park with exercise equipment and someone dies and instantly someone jumps onto it just push them aside and jumps onto the thing and starts working there's a great scene of they're driving down the the highway and says what did, did they hit with the first day of spring oh my god open season on the la freeways and they start a shootout basically it's all super super smart but at the same time, it is so unbelievably, brutally honest about the experience of living in Los Angeles. Which is something we should all do at some point. Um, because what you get out of it isn't just the... I don't want to say it's not just the weirdness of life because life in LA is weird never let it be said otherwise but more along the lines of what does it mean to be a Los Angelino and particularly in the 90s when LA was at its most LA even more so than today but the thing that's amazing is the cast you start off, you have Steve Martin, Victoria Tennant, who is great playing his love interest. He was his wife at the time, I think. And she was solid. And she's not an actress I really like. I've seen her in other things and I've never been impressed. The highly underrated Mary Lou Henner, who's been great in everything from Johnny Dangerously to Greg the Bunny. Best known, of course, for Taxi. But... Overall, it's just an amazing talent, and here she's perfect playing the sort of the sort of character that you'd never want to see, <laughs> the sort of uptight, super L.A. woman. Richard E. Grant, when he was coming 
almost exclusively working in the U.S. at that point, I think. And it was just so good. And Sarah Jessica Parker, who was great. Uh, I'm a big SJP fan. But then you have the cameos, Woody Harrelson, very, very briefly. His other, other folks who worked at the television station with him. One of them was on Tracy Ullman, and I can never remember his name. The cutscene, sadly, where John Lithgow uh, did this great sort of moment um, that they used to show on Showtime, and I've never found otherwise, but I really do want to find it. And then the best, Jean-Luc Picard himself, Patrick Stewart, playing the Fourth Reich Bank of Hamburg. And I believe MC Shan was also in it. Uh, known best probably from the line of the one that is Shan and the one that is Snow coming together like a tornado and former. The entire film is a Shakespearean comedy told with all the rising falls and action of a Shakespearean comedy, which is great. With a couple of minor moments that go into sheer absurdism. Like, I don't want to say genre, but somewhere between that and Stoppard. Someone who Steve Martin definitely has a lot of respect and has worked with a lot. But the, the fascinating thing is, is it's an adorable love story. There's that great moment where Enya is playing in the background as they walk through this sort of neon garden and they turn into kids and it's adorable. There's the street sign, which is playing the role of the soothsayer. There's the weather. Uh, it's straight up reference to the Tempest, of course. Rick Moranis is the gravedigger, another great cameo in which they directly reference Hamlet. But the scene, of course, that gets me the most is the art scene. Where he's roller skating through the art. And I think it's Mark Helgeland is his best friend uh, or his roommate or something. And he's roller skating through the museum. And uh, what what's the line? Um, I call it art appreciation, but she calls it showing off. I think history will decide. Uh, it's a performance art piece, really. If someone today were to go through a museum roller skating like that, I think we would call it performance art. But the elements of the fantastic in it are decidedly Shakespearean. Like I mentioned, the weather. There's the soothsayer, the street, the road sign, saying the weather will change your life twice. Boom. Straight up fantasy. Classic. Classic fantasy trope. The fact that nothing seems real. The use of thought bubbles. The use of even something very concrete. Like a... Just an absolute weirdness of a statement. And at some point, you start to see the, the parallels between the fantastic and the absurd. And, you know, a line like, uh, and I want to say it was Terry Jones, but it, might have, it was someone who was the voice who I 
thought was fairly famous of the mother of Victoria Tennant's character. Uh, saying, I just made 50 papier-mâché hats. <laughs> there's a bit of absurdism there. But there's also that magical element that comes with she was inserted into a new world and the love story is actually where all the fantasy happens. And then there's the great moment at the end where the street sign says, what I really want to do is direct. <laughs> so Los Angeles. It's a comedy and it's a fantasy. It's an urban fantasy, but it's not an urban fantasy in the sense that it gives you a urban setting that it then plays with the tropes of that urbania as a methodology upon which the magic exists instead it is LA is a magical place and magical things happen there which we're sort of programmed through the modern world to see as a reality you go to Los Angeles to make your dreams come true we are programmed to see Los Angeles as a place of magic but it's a concrete magic and what Steve Martin I think is doing here is overlaying this idea that well it's a concrete magic but it's still a magic and where a magic exists, all magic can exist. And it's strange, and it's beautiful, and it's sweet. But it's playing on that one thing that we understand better than anything. That where dreams happen, where dreams lead us to, where dreams live. For Americans of a certain type, is Los Angeles. And that alone makes L.A. Story one of the finest fantasy films of the 1990s. That and Mick Jackson's really steady direction. <laughs>